Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the EMG podcast. Uh, with me today, we've got my colleagues Sen and Louise Rogers, who re- recently joined me in, in Cannes for a wonderful Cannes Lion conference, where we were treated to some beautiful weather, uh, but more importantly, to a range of fantastic sessions related to the health and life sciences, and also some great marketing sessions overall. Morning to both of you. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so I just wanted to uh, talk through the, the through the event, really, uh, and what we took from it. Uh, also to let our listeners know, we're providing the official review of Canline Health in the next edition of Gold Magazine, which comes out, I believe, on the 29th of August. So That's keep right. an eye out for that. So Sen, first of all, it's your first time at Can Lions. Mm-hmm. What were your overall thoughts on the on the style and the format of the event, and was it what you expected? I mean, it wasn't, but I don't really know what I was expecting, and, and we've talked about this a lot. Uh, so I knew that it was going to be an amazing Congress, just based on all the feedback that I heard from you guys going last year. Uh, but just getting there, and the atmosphere, and generally the vibes that you get there, the, the brands that are there, just how, how big it is, is mm. just ridiculous yeah. in, a, in a good way. Um, so it was much bigger than I expected. Um, it was uh, just, I, I, I find it very difficult to just express how, how amazing it was, but not what I expected at all in a very good way. And it's quite nice to be sitting in some sessions that are in on the beach rather than in a big dark sort of exhibition centre for a change as well. Exactly. And, you know, <laughs> you know, I, they're one of, uh, on the first day when we were there, I, I, I'm a keen spinner. For, for those oh, yeah. uh, of you listening and I saw that SoulCycle was there and I have no I still don't know why SoulCycle were there to be honest but I'm so happy they were um, and I attended one of their spinning classes at 7am in the morning on the Tuesday and that was right in the sunshine yeah. as well so it was just so surreal yeah it is a bizarre experience isn't yeah. it but what about you then because you obviously went last year um, so what did you think it was different did you think it was better how, how was it um, well, I think the, 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 the main difference in the actual uh, event itself was the theme this year it seemed to be, from what I could take out, all around diversity. Um, so that was obviously different. Apart from that, the event felt pretty similar to, to last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just got a lot more out of it this year, having been for the, 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 you know, the second time I've been. I knew what to expect a little bit more. I took advantage of a lot more of the fringe events, which I hadn't done last year. So it was good to see... Um, people like you know, Gary, Gary Venyachuk and uh, Sir Martin mm. Sorrell and Chris Evans, those sort of people in the fringe events um, that I, I didn't see any of that sort of stuff last year. So, yeah, I think I just got a lot more out of it. Amazing. Um, and, yeah, I've, I've mentioned a couple of the, the, the good speakers I, I, uh, I saw there. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, the highlights for me were probably those three. I think Chris Evans, seeing him doing his breakfast show was just really inspiring to see how they put that on and the... He's got nothing on us, though, right? Well, obviously, nothing he's on nothing us. on us. Yeah, he, he, he was looking for some tips off me at one point. But uh, no, I mean, just to see how they put on a live broadcast next to a busy road in Cannes yeah. with all this background noise and the professionalism of the way they do that and the whole way that fitted in with the whole Havas uh, area and the, the, the sort of um, uh, the other stuff that was going on around there was great. And then it was, it was fascinating to hear Sir Martin Sorrell um, talking about the industry. And mm-hmm. yeah, he was there with three or four other really big names in the industry that know their stuff. But uh, yeah, there, I was talking to someone and I, I think I described him as being like the Rolls Royce. He just purred through the interview mm. and, and the, the, the session and just knew his stuff inside out. And then uh, Gary V was obviously very big on social media and, and the, that side of marketing, but he had some really interesting things to talk about um, when he was on the uh, EY panel uh, later on. So that was fascinating for me. Mm-hmm. What, what about you? What, what sessions and speakers particularly stood out for you? So many, and I did struggle to kind of narrow it down, but I have managed to narrow it down to about four sessions and speakers that I've really enjoyed. So the first one was with the Chief Digital Officer of GSK, uh, Mark Speichert. Um, yeah. And he essentially 
talked about bringing fresh approaches to solving challenges in the healthcare industry. And for example, he talked about how they were one of the first healthcare brands to embrace Instagram stories, etc. So that was really, really interesting. Um, and then there was a talk with Susan Manbe, who is the chief strategy officer uh, for Digitas, uh, who actually we've got an interview coming up with as well. Right. Um, and she did a talk with one of their clients, uh, Becky Kamowitz from the Skin Cancer Foundation. And they essentially then and there launched their campaign, The Big C, uh, yeah. which is all about skin cancer awareness, etc. But what I loved about that session was just understanding how the agency worked with the client from beginning to end and how that whole project came about and, and, and you know, the creativity behind it. Um, slightly different one, not healthcare related. Uh, I, Louise and I actually, we... we accidentally ended up in a session by Burger King um, <laughs> and it was uh, their CMO just after lunch I <laughs> just before actually yeah, we were before, really hungry yeah. uh, it was their CMO Fernando uh, Machado and their head of marketing Marcelo Pascao uh, and they talked about how they basically have fun with their competitors and the way that they advertise yeah. themselves is basically taking the mick out of McDonald's uh, and some other brands so that was really interesting and last but not least um, one of my absolute favourite ones uh, was with my favourite director uh, Alfredo Curran, uh, who has recently directed the Academy Award-winning Roma, and he's also directed uh, Gravity, which is what he's mainly known for. But they basically, the, the panel that he was on, they talked about uh, how consumers want brands with real authentic purpose. So for example, what Roma did for domestic workers across the world is incredible. So it started a movement off the back of just one movie. So they were basically talking about how the content that we create needs to drive people towards action and good action uh, by that. So that was really interesting as well. It's just a form of art, art really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those were those were the four that stood out to me. And I think, you know, you mentioned the one there by Burger King, nothing to do with the, the healthcare. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of Cannes is that you can flip between ones that are specific to healthcare and ones that aren't. And I think, you know, there's over the years there's been this big uh, issue that the the healthcare market won't take risks and it's mm -hmm. it's not that adventurous. And I think people, yeah, we saw a few people speak that have moved over from Google and Twitter and they're yeah. trying to change the way they do things. And I think it's it's interesting for us to go and see how other industries are doing this sort of stuff, so we can try and you know push that through as well and help you know, help change that. Um, so, were there any overall themes or messages that you took away from the event? For for me, I think a lot of it was about diversity, as I've mentioned. But did, did you see anything different from that? Or? Absolutely, definitely. So inclusion and diversity was a big one. One that I just mentioned there, the activism side of things, so philanthropy and attaching a brand to a good cause. Mental health was a big one. One of the first talks actually that I attended uh, essentially said that the creative industry has the highest suicide rates for women and the second highest for men. Uh, and the reason for that is unhealthy cultures, constant criticism and unrealistic time frame. So that is kind of a good nudge and a wake up call for the industry to try and you know pay more attention to that and do things differently. So mental health was a big theme. Um, Generation Z was mentioned up, uh, was brought up a lot yeah. as well, um, and how they are actually a generation. Made me feel really old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they are apparently. I didn't know this. The generation that are actually turning off their phones. Yeah. Uh, and they can read through brands and whether or not they're being honest or whether or not they're just you know changing their Twitter icon to a rainbow for the sake of it rather yeah, than yeah. genuinely supporting that cause kind of thing. So that was. I would say those were the main themes for me. And actually, it just reminded me that I think one of the other sort of, maybe not a big theme, but certainly that was quite a common theme that I heard was that people are moving away from video mm. which has been talked about as the big thing you've got to get video out there and it's got to be sort of bite-sized chunks and and moving to audio mm -hmm. um, uh, which I you know 
I listen to podcasts. We obviously do podcasts, which mm -hmm. is great for us. But it's the first I've really heard that that was going to be the the next big thing, so to speak. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see if that takes off or not in the same way that that video has. I think it will. We're now with Spotify in the game as well, which yeah. you know was a talk yeah. that we listened to. I think it absolutely will. Um, but yeah. Brilliant. So, Louise, let me bring you in at this stage. How did you find the event? It's also the first time you've been. And was there anything surprising about it or was it pretty much as you expected? Yeah, it was my first time and it was just incredible. Um, <laughs> it sounds so silly to say, but I think I was just taken away by how far creativity can really go, especially with medical initiatives, you know, looking at problem solving through a completely different lens. And I think it just showed when the best creatives and the best medical people in the industry come together you can just create something that's absolutely magical yeah i think that's really what just took me away and su surprised me and you know as is always the, the the case with these types of events you you were busy doing your interviews as you always do with some very senior people in the uh, life science in industry can you tell us any more about those and who you interviewed and, and when we can expect their interviews to be published without giving away too many trade secrets? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I one of the first the first interview I did was with Dr. Daniel Carucci, who's the global medical officer for McCann Health. Now uh, he's a trained physician. He started his career in the U.S. Navy, and a main theme of what we spoke about and actually what his talk was about was about vac vaccine hesitancy and how people are very resistant to vaccinating their kids now. McCann Health are trying to educate and trying to communicate to families how important it is for kids to get vaccinated. And so a few years ago, Dan came up with this great initiative. He co-founded something called the Immunity Charm. Right. And it actually won the Grand Prix at Cannes a few years wow. ago. And it started just from an interaction he had with a child in Afghanistan. Now Afghanistan has one of the lowest vaccination rates yeah. in the whole world and it contributes like highly to um, infant mortality. So they used this, this, so the creative teams and the medical teams came up with this bracelet that consisted of beads where each colored bead represented um, a vaccine that that right, child okay. had received. And now these bracelets are quite commonly worn in yeah. kids and infants in Afghanistan anyway, culturally to protect them against bad spirits. So yeah, we were speaking about that. And but I like just, a charm bracelet. I exactly, yeah. exactly. So we can just see how here, how the power of like, creative solution to public health problems can just be kind of co-created with organizations, big, large private organizations like, like McCann Health. Um, and I think this covered the basis of all the interviews, just how companies are using creativity to completely to com think completely outside the box. I spoke to someone called Sam Glassenberg, yeah. who started off his career actually at LucasArts, right. creating Star Wars video games. <laughs> and now he has his own company called Level X that creates video games for doctors who then can go into this video game and practice these rare procedures um, for sur like surgical procedures. Yeah. So I don't know, these are just like kind of real game changers in the industry. Um, another, as Sen was talking about, um, Susan Man Manba, um, the chief strategy officer at Digitas Health. I, inter I was lucky enough to interview her before uh, she launched the Big C campaign and she's got a really interesting story. So the Big C is all about early detection of skin cancer and encouraging people to go and get checked. And she was actually diagnosed with skin cancer um, as a survivor. And the, you know, the reason that she found out she had it is because her daughter pointed at her nose and said, mommy, what is that on your nose? And she talks very openly about it. And um, yeah, and she says that that's made her go and get checked. And because her daughter asked, like, what is that? Yeah. So she was encouraging people yeah. to say, what is, you know, go get checked. What is that? Um, what is that on your body? 
so that was great. And um, I mean, without giving too much away, I've spoken for quite a while now, but our other interviews were with Andrea Palmer, the president of Publicist Health, and Claire Gillis, the CEO of WPP Health Practice. Two amazing, inspirational women. And, you know, I don't want to give too much away, as I said, so please, we'll be publishing soon and you have to look out and make sure you watch them. Spencer, you spent plenty of time networking. So who were some of the people that you got to spend time with um, outside of the sessions? Uh, yeah, I think, well, for me, it was great to see how inspired you you and Sem both were, to be honest. That was that was a real uh, bonus for me. But also, it was nice to speak to the, uh, Gary V that we mentioned earlier. Uh, it was good to uh, meet up with old friends like Attila that I introduced you and sent to as well that's done uh, interviews for us in the past from P&G. Um, but also meet new contacts such as Laura from the CoCubed uh, group that were there, which is looking at uh, disruptors in the, in the industry. Um, and also people like Taylor Williams from the St. Jude Facebook camp campaign, um, which was, you know, they were doing all their virtual reality stuff for, for that, which is fascinating. I think we'll try and get an interview with them either in, in Gold or the Innovations uh, Journal. Uh, so, yeah, for me, that it was just fantastic going out and meeting these people. And it's just those random conversations that you have when you bump into someone and, and you know, one thing leads to another. So, yeah, really good all round. And finally, I know you and the Gold team have begun uh, preparing the review of Can Lines. Without giving away too much, what are some of the topics our viewers can expect to read about? Yes, so as you said, I don't want to give away too much, but um, we will be talking about how it's not just about doing creative work, good creative work, but it's about doing good with the work you do. Um, so this is a really big topic, using creativity to do good. Yeah. Um, as you and Sen both mentioned, the Generation Z, this group of individuals are classified as being born the mid-90s to mid-2000s. And I always thought of myself as a millennial, but seeing these um, these timeframes, I don't know, maybe I'll have to reclassify myself. Maybe <laughs> I'm a Generation Z. I don't um, have to worry about that, so that's fine. <laughs> um, and, you know, for them, it's about real-life experiences and connections. Um, they're the generation who are saying, you know what, I don't want to be on my phone the whole time. I don't want to be on social media. And I think in marketing and advertising, if you're not being real and authentic, you know, they can really smell the bullshit, excuse my French, but yeah. they, they can. And so how does pharma align their products and their services with this new generation? So we'll definitely be talking about that. Um, the I, I, I read an interview the other day where someone actually referred to millennials as old which really scared me. Well, I'm definitely it's, not a millennial uh, then. Yeah, I'm changing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was always the young generation to me. Now they're getting referred uh, to as old. It's scary. Um, and as you said, um, the use of sound and audio in healthcare. Um, I think audio, you know, without visual, allows people to create a story for themselves in their head and use their own imagination. And it helps people remember and identify with brands. Um, so it, we're going to be talking about how can pharma tell stories through audio rather than visually driven mediums. Um, so yeah, some really exciting stuff and I don't want to say any more, but yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> well, I was there and I'm still looking forward to reading it because yeah. there's so many sessions I didn't mm. see half the stuff anyway, so or probably not even a quarter of the stuff. So I'm really mm. looking forward to catching that. Uh, thanks to both you and Sen for, for coming in today and for, for the discussion. It was really good to, to get you both on the yeah, uh, thank podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, as I say, I can't wait to see the uh, review you guys write up of the event and seeing the interviews being published over the next few weeks and months. Um, and for you listeners, to ensure you don't miss out on the next edition of Gold in August, you can subscribe for free at our usual www.emg-gold.com. So thanks for listening and speak to you next time for the uh, next edition of EMG Gold podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.